Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. episode is dedicated to the listener who wrote a review requesting an episode by author Elizabeth Gaskell and by Brilliant Colors. Tonight, we'll read the opening to the social novel North and South, published in 1854 and written by Elizabeth Gaskell. The novel's protagonist, Margaret Hale, is forced to leave her home in the tranquil rural South to settle with her parents in Milton, a fictional industrial town in the north. Elizabeth Gaskell, often referred to as Mrs. Gaskell, was an English novelist, biographer, and short story writer. Her novels offer a detailed portrait of the lives of the many strata of Victorian society. Her work is of interest to social historians as well as readers of literature. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Haste to the Wedding Edith, 
said Margaret, gently. Edith. But as Margaret half suspected, Edith had fallen asleep. She lay curled up on the sofa in the back drawing room in Harley Street, looking very lovely in her white muslin and blue ribbons. If Titania had ever been dressed in white muslin and blue ribbons and had fallen asleep on a crimson damask sofa in a back drawing room, Edith might have been taken for her. Margaret was struck afresh by her cousin's beauty. They had grown up together from childhood, and all along, Edith had been remarked upon by everyone, except Margaret, for her prettiness. But Margaret had never thought about it until the last few days, when the prospect of soon losing her companion seemed to give force to every sweet quality and charm which Edith possessed. They had been talking about wedding dresses and wedding ceremonies and Captain Lennox and what he had told Edith about her future life, where his regiment was stationed and the difficulty of keeping a piano in good tune a difficulty which Edith seemed to consider as one of the most formidable that could befall her in her married life, and what gowns she should want in the visits to Scotland, which would immediately succeed her marriage. But the whispered tone had latterly become more drowsy, and Margaret, after a pause of a few minutes, found, as she fancied, that in spite of the buzz in the next room, Edith had rolled herself up into a soft ball of muslin and ribbon and silken curls and gone off into a peaceful little after-dinner nap. Margaret had been on the point of telling her cousin of some of the plans and visions which she entertained as to her future life in the country parsonage where her father and mother lived and where her bright holidays had always been passed. Though for the last ten years, her aunt Shaw's house had been considered as her home. But in default of a listener, she had to brood over the change in her life silently as heretofore. It was a happy brooding, although tinged with regret at being separated for an indefinite time from her gentle aunt and dear cousin.